0: In all chaos, there is a cosmos. In all disorder, a secret order. Seems very mysterious, this quote.
1: (laughs) Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian and this is their podcast,
0: Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Couples Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on a Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years.
1: You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they
0: can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about Carl Jung. Yeah. This is almost like takes me back to my uh, to my days in, uh, in class. Well, they didn't really teach much about Carl Jung, really. Well, you know what I
1: like is quotes, right? Mm. Quotes are almost like their own little symbol. Yeah. Like it's a really concise way to say a big concept. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read off some of the most popular of his quotes and talk about them. Yeah. And you know what I love about this is when was his time in the field?
0: I I can't last century. I'm so bad with dates. Last no. century
1: though, 40s, 50s, 60s. For sure, yeah, and they're timeless. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, um, first quote is the blinder love is the more it is instinctual and the more it is attended by destructive consequences, for it is a dynamism that needs form and direction. Therefore, a composite, compensatory Logos has been joined to it as a light that shines in the darkness. Wow. That's, that's, a lot pretty, of words. Uh, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Although all of Carl Jung's quotes are pretty deep. This is actually the <laughs> quote that motivated the whole episode. Yeah. This one was very interesting. I saw it and I was like, hey, check this out. Look this this quote here. Um, One of the things that when we're trying to teach other therapists how to work
1: mm-hmm. with a couple is we have to teach them that there's a structure and they really balk at that because they like this free form stuff you can do with an individual person and just see where it goes. Not with relationships, not no, with couples.
0: No, no, There has to be a structure. Yep. And it's a
1: team. It has to have. Right. Uh, they have to learn the dance.
0: Most Most therapists, they just kind of ask the clients what they want to talk about. Right. Yeah, it, it just doesn't <laughs> work that way. So, so where it says it needs form and direction. Yeah. So, when we're talking about, you know, blinders, uh, where love is blind. Mm-hmm. Love is blind. So, it, what he's saying when I'm I'm taking from this is that, you know, when you just succumb to the instinctual part of a relationship and love, the instinctual part of love and you allow it to be blind, you know, then that is when you open the door for more destructive, um, you know, connection or destructive types of, uh, you know, outside influences, right?
1: Yeah. All you're doing is you're following your bliss, so to speak. And the powerful emotions of falling in love blind us from the red flags that might be there Or the conscious creation of something else. Yeah, it would be like baking a cake without a recipe and just throwing some stuff in and hope it works.
0: Right, (laughs) right. Then you might have too much sugar in it or something, and you know, and then it just doesn't bake. Some pickle juice is in there; it doesn't work. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so there there has to be some type of a structure. Needs form and direction. And you know we we talk about that. We talk about the fact that in a relationship there has to be uh, expectations for it to be unconditional. It should be conditions for it to be unconditional. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's exactly what he's talking about here, is that there has to be this form and direction. There has to be structure. There has to be conditions within the relationship in order for it to be unconditional love. And, yeah. You
1: know, he's really uh, known for his work with archetypes and the archetypes are ways that human energy can take shape and all archetypes have a shadow side and a light side. So you're going to see this in his quotes where he's saying in our shadow side in the unknown is our shadow and what we deny in us. Uh, that is where instinctual love happens. Mm. It happens because, you know, if you think about like a puzzle piece, The other person has to have something that fits with you. Well, the shape that you are is determined by your first relationship of parent-child. And so when you're instinctual, you're going to attract someone who feels familiar. But if you had controlling parents, you're going to attract someone who's controlling. If you uh, were neglected, you're going to attract someone who doesn't really pay attention to you. So all the things that are the deficits and the positives Mm -hmm. from your childhood experience you are going to automatically unconsciously attract into your life and you'll know this if you've been with someone broke up with them and found yourself in a relationship again with basically the same person with a different name and a different face Mm -hmm. and so this is why he's talking about this instinctual thing and it feels
0: great because it feels familiar yeah
1: and we love familiar
0: when i hit the next one yeah let's do that we got nine of them. All right. So where love rules, there is no will to power. And where power predominates, their love is lacking. Their love is lacking. The one is the shadow of the other. So
1: here's our light and shadow again. Yeah. Power versus love. And I would say control. I like that word better or force. Um, because what he's talking about here is domination power, mm-hmm. not being empowered and conscious and choosing and awake and aware.
0: Right. But trying to control something external to you. So this is where we have controlling relationships. Right. And, you know, and obviously where power is, you know, in control or power dominates, then there is no love.
1: You know, I always found this concept to be very scary. The idea that you have to let go and accept your partner and not try to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your abandonment stuff comes up and your unsafety and all the fear, which is why we control in relationships or try to overtake our partner so that if they would just behave, then I would be safe. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big reason why people are attracted to people of the same religion. Like if you're following those rules mm-hmm. then you're probably not gonna hurt me. But relationships are kind of a dangerous game.
0: They are absolutely.
1: And when you get to the place where I feel we've gotten to, which have taken us many years, I have no will to control you anymore.
0: I wouldn't even need know how and where to start <laughs> controlling. And yeah. I and I also I feel
1: know. very confident in myself. Right. That if you did do things that were hurtful to me, that I wouldn't know how to take care of myself mm-hmm. where in the past it would be like, <gasps> my whole world's going to end.
0: Well, I mean, that's where your happiness is dependent on the other person, mm-hmm. you know, and you are giving over control of that happiness to the other person. And that's just, I mean, that that's where it really is scary. But it is a long process
1: to get out of. It's not a simple concept. If
0: you get out of it. I mean, there are a lot of people that never get out yeah. of it. And they stay stuck in controlling relationships or, you know, leave one and go into another one, you know, because they, they don't figure out that pattern or or that dance that they're stuck in. Right. So uh, let's go to the, the next one here. As far as we can discern, the sole purpose of human existence is to kindle a light in the darkness of mere being. That is just, it's just pretty, pretty profound and deep, you know?
1: You know, I think we've gotten really caught up in living in the mundane world and being distracted and surviving or achieving that we forgot we're supposed to learn to grow and hold light.
0: Well, you know, it really puts things into perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, that quote is really... You know, like, what is the purpose of actually being here? Then, yeah, right? Is it to make money? Is it to achieve? Is it to be successful? Is, it, you know, no, it's it's to provide a light, you know, in the darkness, and and to and and that light, I would I would assume is for others. You know, you are providing a light in the darkness, and also it's for others. So it's it's for all.
1: See. You can't turn the light on in a room and not share it. You know, and the the brighter you are and brighter and light means awareness mm-hmm. and enlightenment type of thing. And we have kind of erased that part of us that is a seeker and should reflect and contemplate our lives and learn from our shadow side and grow. Yeah. And that is like the point. And ultimately, we enter this world alone and we leave it alone. And so, whatever relationship you're in, you're not bringing that with you wherever we go. No, but you are bringing the lessons of learning to hopefully unconditionally love yourself and your partner, so that you can. Because unconditional love requires purity, and purity requires getting out of the darkness and into the light. And so, you you get to do that together on this planet. That's the point of the planet. I don't know what happens after that, but that piece. Ends. It's for a purpose, mm-hmm. and the greatest way we can achieve that light is through our relationships.
0: Yeah, I, I just like the reprioritizing that that quote does. Right, just really looks puts life into perspective in a very different perspective. All right, let's go to the next one here. In all chaos, there is a cosmos. In all disorder, a secret order. Seems very mysterious. This quote. <laughs> But I I would assume that, you know, he's saying cosmos is like God or some type of, you know, structure or something greater than ourselves. Like, even though it looks like it's, uh, you know, just crazy chaos, there is still some type of order in that.
1: Like, you think of a nebula, and a nebula looks like just this eruption of something. Mm -hmm. But all of those particles follow some type of order, some magnetic field that helps them form into something that is order and structure right and you know the the workshop that i'm starting next month in august is about this and it's this concept of taking these archetypes the shadow and the sacred Mm -hmm. and looking at them from the perspective of first of all your life here your physical existence your mundane world and then the cosmos which is the universal energy coming towards you, which will put a rock in front of you so you trip over. That's what it does. So that it can help you get on the right trajectory, which in the middle of that bridge is Kairos time, which is time time that's a vertical. That is where healing happens. That is where the growth happens. And so instead of just having your your physical life and then the what Carolyn Mace will call fate. Hmm. You're fated to trip over that rock. But your destiny is where you fall down and say, now what? What am I going to do with that? And the cosmos is what brings all that. And there is order. And you'll see that in, in more of these quotes, how everything's intentional that we don't even know about.
0: All right. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. <laughs> this, is, this is huge. Because how many times do other people irritate you? I imagine Never. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we go through life. We're just going to get irritated. We can't even go to the store without getting irritated about someone or something. Someone driving too slowly. That would be my irritation. Someone driving too remember slowly.
1: Remember when we were sitting in the airport and every person that walked by, I was like, what's your first thought about them? It's all judgment. Yeah, <laughs> It's amazing how fast our mind just judges. Yeah. And really that judgment is that reflection. It's that, Mm -hmm, (laughs) it's mm -hmm. ourselves, it's that shadow side going out there. Right.
0: And, you know, I'll use the example of slow drivers, okay? Because Mm -hmm. for a long time, that was a huge irritation for me. And, you know, in, in light of his quote about it leading to a greater understanding of yourself, I started to realize that when i was growing up and my dad was driving he was a slow driver and a oh, dangerous he would actually one. stop yeah he was a dangerous <laughs> driver and he would stop in the middle of a road or you know slow down really slow, so they can look at a sign and he would cause like <laughs> danger yeah basically <laughs> a, close to an accident and so that feeling of being powerless or not in control Right was a, a a regular occurrence for me, and even when I started to drive, and you know, it was a permit and stuff, and he was in the passenger seat, he would still tell me that I was going too fast, that I need to slow down, I need to go below the speed limit. So there was always this control piece that was going on, and so whenever I get behind a a, a slow driver, well, not anymore now because I understand it. You know, I was able to to get gain that understanding, but it would really irritate me because it would bring up that feeling of that powerlessness Mm -hmm. that I experienced.
1: This would be a great time to show the commercial of our weekend because that's what we do on the weekend is we look at those irritants in our life, either the irritants we have for for our partner or the irritants that the couple has against something outside of them. And, you know, whether it's gambling or drinking, whatever whatever those irritants are. And the weekend teaches you how do you stay in it and learn to let that irritant turn into a pearl mm-hmm. you know, like in an oyster.
0: So it, it was originally called the weekend intensive, but it, we have just recently changed the name to the relationship enhancement weekend. So don't get distracted by the title in the in the commercial. But our next weekend is October 12th to the 15th in in uh, Colorado coming up uh, this this October. So, um here's a little uh little snippet hi i'm dr ray
1: and i'm Jean, and we're so excited to offer you this couple's weekend intensive
0: Too often we hear about couples who are in love with each other, but just feel like something is missing. Their relationship has become something they long for, but their lives are driven by work, children, and everyday stress, leaving no time to nurture their connection.
1: Just like a flower needs sunlight, water, and care, a relationship is its own living, breathing entity. Without proper care, it will wither, so we've created this fun weekend where couples can have a space to breathe life back into the most intimate parts of their relationship and create new levels of connection.
0: On this weekend, you will learn what it takes to create and grow an amazing relationship. We've taken out the guesswork, so all you have to do is just show up and let us show you the way.
1: All right. You can see we are removing many irritants by having the weekend in a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, definitely. It really helps. Definitely. All right. What, uh, what slide are we on here? Going to the next. Even a happy life cannot be without a measure of darkness, and the word happy would lose its meaning if not balanced by sadness. It is far better to take things as they come along with patience and equanimity.
1: You know, there's a point in our relationship where I wanted to get divorced just to feel something. like get divorced and remarried. Like I didn't really want to be divorced, but I, we were just so numb Mm -hmm. because life was so busy. And I think you were in school and we were just so, there was no happiness or darkness. It was just, you know, this trudgery and that lack of feeling. That's tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But You know, obviously, we can't have joy without sadness. We can't. I mean, he's talking about the the balance, right? Light in the dark and light in the dark, and that is absolutely true. I mean, and you know what he's saying is that you just you take it as it comes. Happiness, sadness, you know, pain, joy, uh, you know, irritation, all that, and you take it with just kind of a a place of observation. That's why
1: I really appreciate living in a place with all the seasons. Mm. When you just live and it's 80 degrees every day and you go out and it's, sunny. there's no contrast and there's, there's no, nothing to mark the time. Yeah. So we have the seasons here, which I love and dread at the same time. There's light and dark and all the seasons. Well, I, you
0: know what, if, if we had moved to, to Texas, we would have had some really uh, extreme seasons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, everyone always says like, when everything's good, I'm just waiting for the next shoe to drop and mm. I'm waiting for the badness. And I always say like the opposite, like when it's really crap, you're like, great. Something good is coming because <laughs> it works in both directions. Right. Right. If, if there's a storm, there's going to be sunshine, but if there's sunshine, there's going to be a storm.
0: All right. Let's go to the next quote. We cannot change anything until we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate. It oppresses. I think this is pretty, 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 Poignant quote here for today's day and age. Yeah,
1: this is a difficult lesson right here. <laughs> right.
0: So and and people today are not accepting anything. Nope. And condemning everything.
1: And and what oppression means is well, what oppression feels like is anxiety and depression. And the de- anxiety and depression is through the roof because everyone wants to take what's theirs, what they can do, something what they own, what they have the power to understand mm-hmm. and to change, and they want the world to do
0: the work. Right. They want the world to change <laughs> with without accepting yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just, and and people will say, I don't have to accept anything. I don't have right. to accept But that. you have to accept me. But you have to accept me. Right. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm going to condemn you for it. Yeah.
1: And so you can cancel see you.
0: how, yeah, there you go. Right. Cancel. And and you could see how, what he says is that it oppresses you. It doesn't liberate you. Mm-hmm. You don't feel now more free. You don't feel now more like empowered. You actually feel more oppressed by the person that you're condemning. So when we're looking at those other quotes of the irritants and the
1: darkness and the stuff out there, it's so for us. Yeah, yeah. And if you live a life without that, which a lot of children are today, the the parents are eliminating any discomfort, and we're creating very weak, non tolerant, non resilient human beings. Yeah, that you know they they need their safe space. Right. And the world is meant to live. And the more you live, and the more adventures you have, and the more risks you take, and the more challenges you have, the happier you are.
0: Yeah. Even even if the risk that you take. Or, you know, the thing that you try doesn't turn out well. It's a big flop. (laughs) It's a big flop. It could be a big flop. It it is still going to lead to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So stop condemning out there. (laughs) Knowing your own darkness is the best method of dealing with the darkness of others. I think this is this lends to more understanding. Kind of that that one quote about irritating people. It leads to an understanding of of yourself. Well, this is again, you cannot under or deal with someone else's darkness if you don't know your own. Yeah, how do you know your own? That's yeah. that's the trick,
1: because you're not aware, mm-hmm. and that's why we need reflection from other people. And so when you look out and you see what irritates you about everybody else, that's your darkness superimposed on them. And you think about your shadow and they're walking right through your shadow. Yeah. And you think, boy, if they would just change, I sure would feel better, which is a myth. Yeah. <laughs> it's as big of a myth as, and they lived happily ever after. Because that's not the point. The point is to grow. And all you have to do is look around and everything in nature has this battle. Mm-hmm. Unless it's dead, then it no
0: longer has the battle. Well, I was I was just thinking about that that uh, Bible saying where it was like, "Don't point out the speck in your neighbor's eye if you have a plank in your own." And so th- this is kind of very similar to that. Mm-hmm. that you can't deal with another person's darkness if you haven't dealt with your own or know your own. You know that it's it's really more than about you know pointing at the other person and judging and condemning the other person. You know, and you, you don't find acceptance then, right? Nope. Yeah.
1: You can't have acceptance without knowing what it is. Right. And th- this is the, maybe it's the really cool way of being a human being is there's all this stuff in the darkness we can't see. And we have to go in there with a flashlight and who are the flashlight? Other people, you know, and then they're, they're pointing out things in our darkness, that we don't like, so mm. we could respond from this mundane physical world and get defensive and cancel people, or we can look at it from the cosmos and go, "Huh, I didn't know that about myself. Let right. me, let me think about that. What let am me I contemplate to learn, it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, for myself, right?
1: And there's such a peace involved with that. It's so incredible how much peace you get when you finally come to a place of acceptance.
0: And we have the last quote here, which is your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. And the word is awakes. It doesn't awakens. Right. Use awakes. So
1: So if you're looking inside, you're waking up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're looking outside of yourself, then it's just all dreams. Mm -hmm. It's not reality. Nope. Yeah. And how many people are looking outside of themselves these days?
1: Well, you know, our greatest asset that we have is our attention. Mm -hmm. And our attention is governed first by something moving. And this is why we have this little thing that we hold right here that moves all the time. It buzzes and and it has things on here that moves and it grabs our attention mm. what is internal that grabs your attention you actually have to make a conscious effort to go and sit and close your eyes and go oh it's in there yeah and it's so much easier to go oh look a car just drove by or a bird just flew by or you know I, I like watching our dogs do that they're totally calm and comfortable and then there's a fly flying like, or a sound and we're no different And it's very hard to get to that place where we go inside.
0: Probably don't want to mention them too loud because then they'll wake up. and Let sleeping dogs lie. Let sleeping dogs lie. (laughs) Yes. Makes it a lot easier to record.
1: Well, that was fun. I think we're going to do another quote episode on Elizabeth Kubler-Ross.
0: Yeah sounds good. So we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships, and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as Relationship 101, the home study course, The couple's relationship enhancement weekend, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And one
1: of the things that we failed to mention on the podcast because it's fairly new is the spiritual development workshop that we're doing called the Interior Journey, Uh and it is about this stuff about going inward and and learning how to navigate what's inside and how to understand what's coming up in your shadow. So if you want information on that, please email us because I'm terrible with technology, but I do get emails. (laughs) So if you want information, that's starting in August. Yes. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode please download it and share it and thank you for listening
0: and you know i also wanted to mention that you know we have a new ebook that's out yeah and you know it's it is um being advertised on linkedin and twitter and uh, facebook and instagram and that ebook is called the 10 essential keys to a happy and fulfilling marriage and it's really really Affordable, I think, is like ten dollars, so um, you can access that, you know, through those uh, those platforms.
1: And I think you're putting it on Amazon.
0: Uh, that that Put is going to be it. happening soon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you very much for joining us today, and until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.
1: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded. Edited and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.